0: 1. My testimony this morning is, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. Galatians 5, verse 1. That's all we're going to read is verse 1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty of For with Christ hath made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Amen. You may be seated. Standing fast. We want to talk about holding true to what you believe. Holding true to what you believe. This morning we don't want to complicate things. We don't want to drag things out or beat anyone over the head. We don't want you to think anyone is better than anyone else. This has been a year to remember. Many things have happened, some have gone on, and thank God we are all still here. For those that are here, we don't want you to be misled or deceived. We don't want any soul to be lost, but be fully persuaded in your own mind to believe and hold on to the truth. First let me say it this way based upon this scripture we read. Hold tight to the freedom where Christ has made you free. Don't get caught up in your own understanding or the understanding given to you by someone else. Listen to what the Spirit of God has taught you concerning Jesus Christ. The reason for this is Today, anything you want to believe now is out there. Anything from God being a she to no God at all. That's just how bad things really are. Uh, Those that believe there is a God, stand on it. Those that don't believe, regardless of what you say or what you teach, they will not. However, only God knows those that are His. Now for those who say God is a sheep. In the beginning, God did say, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. If God was a she, why didn't he make woman first? Rather than give God a gender, Mm -hmm. protest about equal rights, women live, or calling someone a chauvinist. Remember, God is a spirit. God is the potter. Mm -hmm. You are the clay. Quit trying to remake or recreate what he has established. To the non-believer, the Big Bang Theory is just that, a theory. Listen to this definition of a theory. Organized knowledge, especially a set of assumptions or statements set to explain a phenomenon. Listen, since you can't explain it, since you weren't there when it happened, all you have is a speculation and assumption. What you have is a theory, a far-fetched opinion. The non-believer will believe in witches and devils and will seek them out but will not believe and seek out the only true God. We are raised to believe because what someone has said, what someone has taught us and told us. If Daddy and Mama said it, it has to be right, right? Well, it was Daddy and Mama that told you about the Easter Bunny. (laughs) It was daddy and mama that told you about Santa Claus. If you start out lying about things that don't exist, how are you going to convince them about God that does exist? We got to start out right in order to finish right. Without dropping any names, big names, TV ministries do not supersede or override the teaching of your church. Amen. Can we look at this this way? Bible versus religion. Knowing this, the size of a denomination does not make things taught right or wrong. Whether it is a mega church or a storefront, what is right is what is written. Amen.
1: Amen.
0: Take this for an example. There are a group of people that believe in purgatory. Even though the scripture never mentions it, they believe it. They hold it to their heart as being true. Regardless of what you share, they're not going to change. Mm-hmm. They hold it because that is what they have been taught to believe. Amen. But there is no waiting station <laughs> where someone can pray you pray for you between this life and the next. There's no second chance before judgment. The scripture says is appointed Unto man once to die. After that, the judgment. Not purgatory. Another group believes only 144,000 will go to heaven. First of all, this would make God a respectable person. And second, it says there was a number... No man could number. Amen. Now, let's briefly look at this for a moment, if you will. Revelations chapter 7, verse 4. Revelations chapter 7, verse 4 says, And I heard the number of them which were sealed. And there were sealed a hundred And 40 and 4,000 of all the tribes of the children of Israel. I get it. These are the 12 tribes of Israel who were sealed. But what about what is written in verse 9 and 10? This shows the number promised to Christ, who brought many sons unto glory by his sacrifice. It says in verse 9, After this I beheld, and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations, and kindreds, and people, and tongues, stood before the throne, and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and psalms in their hands. Do you hear what I'm saying? Are you one of the nations? Are you one of the kindreds? Are you one of the people? Yeah. Do you have one of those tongues? Yeah. If so, you are clothed with white robes and palms in, the hair, in your hands yeah. and cry with a loud voice saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne unto the Lamb. Yeah. And just in case you didn't know, Jesus is that Lamb.
1: Yeah.
0: He is the one that made the sacrifice that there could be many, who's going to be there in the presence of God. Jesus Jesus told the thief, from this day forth, you will be with me in paradise. Yeah. I don't know about you, but if the thief has access, so do I. Yeah. Oh, bless his name. One religion is holding on to what is not written. Mm-hmm. And the other will not accept it, and it is written. Mm-hmm. One more thing while I'm on the subject. Some believe and teach Jesus as just another man. Mm-hmm. If Jesus was just another man, our preaching is in vain, yeah. our faith is in vain. Mm-hmm. We are still in our sins. Mm-hmm. This would mean. There is no forgiveness, no salvation, or redemption. But we know He lives, and He lives in us. We know that He is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And we hold true to this belief. We know in Him we live and move and have our being. So that those of us who believe in Jesus, to those who have been baptized and have received him to be our life, to those who are called by his name, we must hold to what we believe and that it is true and stand on it until the day we die. Can I get a witness today? Does anybody hear what I'm saying? Do you believe that? Can you hold true to that? Why is it One day we are saved, and the next day we don't know. We got the whole truth. Why is it one day we raise our hands to God and give him praise and honor, and the next day we raise our fists? Why is it one day we are the righteousness of God, and the next day we don't know what righteousness is? Joshua said, me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now, let's look at why this was said by Joshua. Turn with me to Joshua 24. Joshua 24, starting with verse 11. It says, and you went over Jordan and came unto Jericho. And the man of Jericho fought against the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Gergesites, and the Hivites and the Jebusites. And I delivered them into your hand. And I sent the hornet before you, which drave them out from before you. Even the two kings of the Amorites, but now with thy sword, but not with thy sword, nor with thy bow. Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel, all the elders and all the judges and officers, so they could pre- present themselves before God. God told them, "I took Abraham from the other side of the flood." He told them, I plagued Egypt and brought your fathers out. Egypt pursued you with the Red Sea. I covered them. When it came to the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, and the Hittites, the Gertzites, the Hivites, along with the Jebusites, they fought you. And I gave them into your hands. And I sent hornets, which drove them out. You didn't even have to use your, your bow and arrows or your sword." Now, how could the disciples hold true to what they believed with Jesus in Jesus' time? When he sent out the 70, they came back rejoicing, Amen. saying, Lord, even the devil is subject
1: through your name.
0: Jesus said, I beheld Satan as lightning falling from heaven. What about us? How can we identify we have the example of Joshua, the example of Moses, the example of David, the example of Hezekiah. We have Paul, Peter, James, John, and we have a great cloud of witnesses. But that's not all. We have our own testimony. We have our own example. We have our own experiences of what he's done for us. This is what it says in verse 13. And I have given you a land for which you did not labor, and cities which you built not, and you dwelt in them, of the vineyards and oliveyards which you planted not, do you eat. For us we can say, My God has supplied all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I got my example. You see, I, I got to use this personal testimony. I had an opportunity to go to Atlanta on a task. And, and I, did, I was not sure. I said, "Now, Lord, you got to open up the door. Not only did he open up the door, but he gave me a witness. That he was saying what he was saying. Mm-hmm. Got down there and did the task of what had to be done. And, and the only thing that was on my mind was saying, Lord, I, but see, I'm, I'm flying standby. And I don't know whether I'm going to be able to it on the plane. Mm-hmm. Because if it's full, i got to wait. And I'm down here in a foreign country. I can't <laughs> wait. I mean, that airport is so big, I don't know where I'm at. I had to follow my brother around like a little kid, taking me <laughs> to the next station.
1: Well, let me tell you about my
0: God. Amen. Because I said within myself, if he started it, Amen. he ain't gonna push back and not finish it. Amen. Did you hear me saying? Boy. We walked through plenty times got to sit down, got to eat, yeah. walk to our destination. Brother, you, you better go up there and tell her she's flying somebody so she give you a seat. I, I, that's okay. And I'm going up there and I, 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 she said, sit down, I'll call you. you. You know how I feel about that. You, yeah, you called me. <laughs> so I'm watching. And all these other people started coming up and going up front. I said, let me, let me get up here. <laughs> Walk up there. They said, I was just getting ready to call you. <laughs> amen, amen. She takes me out of ticket. Thank you,
1: Lord. <laughs> okay, I
0: said, I got this ticket in my hand. Now, this means I'm on the plane. Yeah. Not only did she give me a ticket to get on the plane, but I had the best seat in the house. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. I had
1: more room. <laughs>
0: and let me tell y'all something. I was right
1: behind Marcus the and <laughs> Amen. Amen.
0: Don't tell me God will not see it through. Yes. From the beginning yes. to the end. I, he don't mess up. Yes. Thank Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I've got to hold true to what I believe. Yes. From the beginning yes. to the end. Yes. I don't know about you, but the Lord is good.
1: The Lord is good. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
0: My God has supplied all our needs. Jesus has prepared for us what we could not prepare for ourselves. Jesus came in the volume of the book. It was written of me, written of him to do thy will, O God. It is meant for us to see his son. Look at verse 14. Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods which your fathers served unto the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. Don't you know what God says? Put away those things that you were dealing with before you received me. Mm -hmm. Them things is what got you in trouble. If we understand the example and experience If we see all that God has done and given, why can't we hold and believe the truth given? Look at verse 15. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Do you hear what God is saying to you? You got to make up your mind who you going to serve. Jesus said no man can serve two masters. It's either got to be the one or the other. Either you're going to run with your flesh or you're going to run with God. If you are, one, you are one calling evil good and good evil, if you are believing a lie rather than the truth, if you don't want the salvation Jesus offers, if you would rather follow religion, if you would rather believe what man says, if you want something other than what is written, go for it. It's, it's on you. Romans says, God will give you up and over to a reprobated mind. That you may do and continue to do those things that are unseemingly. But me and my house, because of the revelation knowledge, because I know who he is and what he has done, because of the experience and what I have been delivered from, me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. We will serve the Lord. Now, listen to what the people said. Verse 16 says, And the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what they said. Is, is is that your
1: confession today? Amen. Well,
0: you know how we can talk of a good game when. When things are going one way, and then when things go another way, we, our game changes. Yep. We must make our election and calling sure. Yeah. So we won't be tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine that comes along. Now, go with me to John 6:51 because we want to see just how folks act. Because how folks act then is how we act today. And just as things go amiss for them then, they go today. So look, look at John 6.51. Let's look at what happened to the many of them. It says, after they rejoiced and said the devils were subject to us by your name, and, and I'm just bringing you in, they were tested in other areas. How many believe in being tested? Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> Okay,
0: I'm going to say it this way so so I can get 100%. -hmm. How many believe you are going to be tested? Mm -hmm. Okay. They were already experiencing the power and authority given. They ate with Jesus and feeding the 5,000. They learned of the will of God. And now the Jews were murmuring and complaining because... Jesus said he is the bread which came down from heaven. So look what it says in verse 51. He said, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Jesus already explained to them, no man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw you. Mm-hmm. And it says in verse 66, for that many for that time many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Let me ask this question. How many have tasted and know the Lord is good? Yes. How many know Jesus is not sane? Eat my flesh literally. (laughs) The communion meal represents his body. The bread or cracker is his body. The juice we drink represents the blood. We also must sit at his feet and receive his word, and not to forget to assemble ourselves together as much as we see the day rapidly approaching. This alone has become a hard saying to some. They've chosen to walk not in his presence anymore. If you don't continue to sit at his feet and hear his word, if you don't continue to study to show yourself approved, if you don't commune with him, you will become weak. Chances are you will begin to think and act just like they did when they walked with him no more. So let me ask this. Have you noticed this about yourself? As long as things go your way, you are, and, and they are in your favor, you have no problem running for Jesus. Matter of fact, as long as things are going your way, you have no problem running for anything. You're good to go. But as soon as things begin to go south. You start slowing your run down. Start questioning. Is this really? Let, let me tell you. As long as that airport was empty, I was good. Oh, when I see these folks start loading up, he start filling it up, Lord, is you going to still do this? <laughs> he said, I've given you an example. Mm-hmm. You were down in Merrill Beach and it all loaded up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And there was only two seats yeah. left. And they were given to you. Mm-hmm. So, I got the experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got the example. Mm-hmm. He's done it before. Here, do it again. You see, as long as there's pleasure, we're okay. we good. When persecution comes, we're the win. I can't. I can't even. even. Win, win. As long as there's a reward, we're there. You, you handed out some. I'm in line. Mm -hmm. Call it whatever kind of line you want, but I won't mind. When it comes to responsibility, we can't be found. Mm -hmm. I'm just talking about God, folks. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed? Children love allowances. (laughs) I hear you. Uh But they don't want the chores. Uh -uh, Uh-uh, uh-uh. We love blessings. But we don't want the tribulation. It comes with it. Did you know? Because of the trials, tribulations, and persecution you go through, you appreciate the blessings. Show me the Romans chapter five. See, we, we getting a little we getting a little steak this morning. Amen. Mac and cheese. Amen. String beans. you
1: mm-hmm.
0: no got to have a corn. Maybe getting a little lemon pie. All of that is in this meal. See, see I, I know what folks are thinking. You're right. <laughs> the Lord is still good, y'all. Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, by faith, we are just. Mm -hmm. By faith, we declare to be free from blame. Mm -hmm. And because we do, we have peace with God. That's a good thing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And here's the benefit of it. Look at verse 2. By whom also we have access by faith into this grace, wherein we stand, and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. By this same faith, we now have an open-door policy where we can talk to God ourselves. But what we don't want to hear is verse 3. And not only so, but we glory in tribulation also, knowing that tribulation works patience. So our rejoicing is not just we want, we can talk to God, but because we also will experience tribulation. Rejoicing that, you got to be kidding. Ain't that what it said though? Yeah. That, that wasn't written in by Pastor Biggs. So our rejoicing is not just we can talk to God. Did you know tribulation is great affliction. It is a trial. And when you go through it, it will work patience in you. You know how you be asking the Lord to give you patience? That's just like asking the Lord to give you trials and tribulations. You know how they say, be careful what you ask for? It's going to come. You don't have to ask for it. Amen. Remember James 1, 3, and 4? The trying of your faith works patience. And don't forget verse 4, but let patience have her perfect work. You may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Or when it's perfected, I uh ain't going to pray for no trial and tribulation. I know it's going to come. But what I can give thanks for is that He's gonna see me through it. Amen. He don't just bring you to it. Mm-hmm. He sees you through it. Yes, huh? Come on and see what it's like. And let's walk together all the way through the matter. Amen. Thank
1: you,
0: Lord. The Lord is still good, y'all. Mm-hmm. Look at verse 4. And patience experience. And experience hope. When have you been through something? When have you been tried in something? When your trial is all said and done, you have experience. See, I had to go back and think, Lord, I got the experience with this standby because you took me through it. I got to believe you. You know we have said, been there, done that. How many times have you really recognized, even in walking with God, you've been there, you've done that. Ain't got to worry about it. He took care of me then, he'll take care of me now. But experience also brings hope. This may not be what you want to hear. But by the sufferings we have already gone through, we understand others that is our yet to come. And hope prevents us from dreading the coming trial. I know it's coming. I ain't got to dread it. I got an expectation that it's coming. But I also have the expectation that he's going to see me through it.
1: How
0: many have, have had little work? Mm-hmm. This
1: work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: the first time you win. <laughs> oh, I mean, you be praying to G. Oh, you know what? Just come on. Oh, I don't want to feel it. Nothing. But you go through it, and when you get out of there, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> He, he he took he took me all the way through was not that bad. But then you got to go again. You forget that it wasn't that bad. And you go through the same thing again. But I, mean, I don't care how many times I got to go through it, I feel quite
1: up
0: He begged them to put me to sleep. They won't. Although I can't feel, I can I can smell. Nice.
1: Uh, and then you're sitting
0: there talking to all these kinds of And you know, yeah, do you remember what happened yesterday? Yeah, you know, I didn't know that. I been oh, Jesus, 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 all of Jesus, 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 Jesus. Oh, Jesus. But Jesus said, I want you to always keep your mind on me, not just when you have to do work. <laughs> I want you to call on my name like that even when you're in the doctor. I want you to call on me like that even when you're in the grocery store. Amen. Maybe you depend on me in the grocery store that you wouldn't pick up some of the things you're picking up. <laughs> Maybe your bill wouldn't be as big as it is. <laughs> Oh Lord, because we have received them as grace and know that all things work together for the good for them to them that love God. Now look at verse 5. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. God's Spirit will bring things to our remembrance. He brings us to whatsoever Jesus said. The Word will give us the food we need. This is the food our spirit needs for nutrition, the communion meal. As often as we do it, we do it in remembrance of Him. And we need the fellowship with one another so we may continue to grow and allow God to minister to us and through us. Now, let's, let's, let's read what Israel was going through and also see what many are experiencing today. We're going to be closing with Romans 10, 1 through 5 and 13 through 17. This is what it says in Romans 10, verse 1. Brother, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. Do you know that is the, the heart and desire of each pastor? For those in the congregation would be
1: saved.
0: They would not just be going in and coming, going out and hearing a little bit, but they would actually receive what is being said. He said, "For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge." That's really what is existing and going on in many churches. The people that coming in have a zeal, they have a, a urge to go, but they don't have the knowledge of what is being said. They follow and believe religion, but they're not following and believing what Jesus is saying in His words. They have an interpretation and not a revelation. They gather as fellowship, but not relationship. It says, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, having not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. There are so many churches that are set up and they have their own rules and regulations. They write things that are not written in the Word of God to the point to where those things become more important and more believed than what is written. They put up fences that others can't get in. Verse 4, For Christ is the end of the law of righteousness to everyone that believes. Point then and now, many are focused on the law and religion that supports the law, and they are missing the salvation that comes from Jesus who fulfilled the law. Verse 5 says, For Moses described the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them, Now drop down to verse 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? Do you see the the awesome responsibility of a preacher? He's supposed to be talking about Jesus Christ, not raising money. Not fun for this and fun for that. Not protesting because the world is doing this and walking with them because they're doing that. Not Not being a politician or preacher. As long as I am pastor of this church, there's not going to be a politician to come up here to talk to you about voting I don't care whether it's Democrats, and whether it's Republicans, whether it's Independent, whether it's stand on a coup de I don't care. This is not a political arena. Amen. This is a beauty to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. If they come in here, they're going to listen. And how shall they preach except they be sin as it is written how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said Lord who had believed our report so then faith cometh by what? hearing and hearing by the word of God you know I kind of I, I kind of missed that when Pastor Corwin was here before he brought forth the man of God to preach he always said faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God amen That's what we need to hear by faith, the word of God, not the word of man. Salvation, redemption, deliverance is all in Jesus. Don't let another persuade you to go any other way. Hold and hold true to what you believe. With that, my time is up, and I thank you for yours.